Welcome to the Octopod, the place to track geeks, techies, and innovators who are making a huge difference in the nation's capital. There are a lot of cool people in the D.C. government tech space, and on Octopod, you can meet them all. Let's tech it out. Hi, and welcome to Octopod. I'm Mike Rupert. I'm Michelle Roseman. And I'm Nina Liggett. And we're super excited to have Lindsay Parker, the district's new CTO, with us today. I'm really excited to be here too, Mike. Awesome. awesome. You dragged me in here. I got I finally did it. <laughs> Quite literally. Yes, 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 yes. So I so I mean today is actually your official two week mark as the official CTO. How do you feel? Has it has it sunk in yet? You actually just mentioned that and I hadn't really been thinking that way. I yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm really excited to be here and I'm um, you know, a real person now, right? Getting confirmed um, kind of takes a little bit of the the weight or the worry off. Um, and so now I get to a chance to really focus on the team and focus on what we're going to do together over awesome. the next few years. Awesome. And so I know, I mean, you've obviously worked in the district on an offer over the over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've most recently spent four years as the deputy chief of staff for Mayor Bowser, which mm-hmm. I know is exciting running those teams and events and, and programs. Uh, but now that you've been in Octo inside an agency, what, what's kind of surprised you the most? I think the biggest thing that I keep repeating to the Wilson building is just how much they ask of us sometimes um, that kind of uh, arguably distracts from what we need to do. Um, and I'm not, I'm probably not supposed to say that, but um, I think it's sort of a, a keep know, it in, keep it in, helping them, <laughs> helping them think through how to be a little bit more efficient with what they need from us um, so that we're able to focus on what the real mission of the agency is, is something that uh, I think is going to be an interesting relationship uh, building exercise that we'll have uh, to continue over the next few years to show them how to, um, you know, make sure that they're getting the information that they need from us, um, but at the same time allow us to function and operate and move forward. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, speaking of Mayor Bowser, um, she often speaks about inclusive innovation, mm-hmm. um, and we would love to know what that means to you. Um, good, good question. I think that, um, I, first of all, I love the term. I think mm-hmm. it really, I think over time, people have finally gotten it. I think it, when we first said it, folks were a little skeptical about what it meant, if people would um, connect with it. I think that DC is uniquely positioned to use that term, mm-hmm. inclusive innovation, in a meaningful way, where we're really looking to build an equitable city, mm-hmm. right? Where we're focused on equity, we're focused on resiliency, we're focused on making sure that we're um, building pathways to the middle class, and um, uh, and we're doing it, uh, and 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 we're we're doing it through technology, mm-hmm. through through making sure that our small business community, our um, you know, uh, even our, our next generation is ready to go uh, and take advantage of the technology that we see coming down the pike um, in a way that's going to allow us to continue uh, to live in an equitable place. Um, and it's not going to, um, you know. Not to speak badly about other cities, but if you look at where San Francisco is today, uh, it's a it's not the San Francisco that I knew growing growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, there are communities that have really just not been able to continue living there. Um, they've been forced out, and I think that uh, you know that has happened due to um, you know not being focused on um, making sure that they can stay there, mm-hmm. um, making sure that it's a city that's focused on being inclusive, and actually Ed Lee. Uh, before he passed away, the mayor of San Francisco said that, just that, to the mayor, to our mayor, uh, and said, if you can't figure out affordable housing, if you can't figure out how to make sure that we're thinking about policies that ensure that everybody, that, that, that the diversity that makes D.C. unique is able to stay here, then uh, you're not going to see it in like a decade. 
Um, And so that is something that she's been focused on since day one and continues to focus on on every single thing that she does. Yeah, I think that, and that I, I, memes are used for all sorts of good and bad purposes. But What's I think a mem? <laughs> meme. I'm sorry. Oh, meme, meme, gotcha, gotcha. Meme. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's a generation thing. Oh, oh my goodness. No, but I think that, the, but but the one that always sticks out in my mind because people were always focused on equality, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's that equity piece that mm-hmm. that really takes you know that takes that focus. But. That's right. But speaking about equity and inclusion, you really have a unique perspective that you bring to the table just because being the child of a diplomat and having traveled to places that have been touched and untouched by technology. How would you say your broad background really impacts you since you are the technology person in D.C. now, the leader? Yeah. um, Well, I think there's a few things uh, that impact um, how I view technology, why I think that we're in... um, sort of the greatest place to think about what the future of technology is going to um, mean for a city like Washington, D.C. So I would say two things. One, uh, I am, I'm the product of a biracial couple. My mom, my mom's white. My dad's black. They're both from the U.S. Um, but you're right. They brought me up, you know, traveling every three to four years in a different place overseas. So I was able to um, be in India for four years, Belgium for four years, right? Some the Philippines for three years and a few other uh, places as well, and really got to see um, a number of other types of governments, right? And how that sort of trickles down to um, what the economy looks like, what um, cities look like. Um, and I really do believe that cities um, and urbanization, as we all know, is really kind of the path forward. That's what we're going to see. Um, if we can't figure out how to make cities work, um, uh, we're going we're gonna to struggle to remain competitive in America. I think cities are um, uh, just because of the adoption of tech, how, ado- how technology is adopted in cities, how, um, how close we are, the diversity within cities, really that is the, the sort of um, put, making sure that our cities are um, sort of able to utilize the technology, able to innovate, able to think about what uh, is coming down the pike and include it in our policies, but also just have early adopters around here interested, right, in what's to come, not afraid of change, um, including our communities of color, that is going to make or break us. If we can get to a point where our communities of color are excited about what's to come, are involved, um, are... um, or at the table, have jobs, have small businesses that are involved, then we're going to be able to be that inclusive um, innovation place. And we're going to be able to um, really be a very competitive city that's diverse um, and technologically advanced in a way that people are going to want to come here to do business, test out new products, Mm -hmm. test out new ideas. um, And and we really could have something, Mm -hmm. something, something big if we get that right. Um, And and we've got to work as a team to figure out how we're um, allowing D.C. government agencies to really um, think about that, to be at the forefront of some of these new technologies and make sure we're bringing along the residents of the District of Columbia when we do that. That's my I mean, I I think you you brought up two things there that are interesting, like having interest is one thing and then having talent, which then leads back to having training, having access. and then now that you, you now have a 600 plus person staff, what are some things when, and I know that you really want to focus on bringing in people through different programs, through summer youth program, uh, but what, what and, and some people have an eagerness to learn that. What, what are some traits that you look for in people who might 
be interested in tech? What are what are what are some traits that you look at for new employees? Yeah, um, good question. Um, I think people are the most important, right, to our to our team's success. Uh, making sure that we're able to attract and retain uh, great people that are motivated to be here, thinking differently, uh, thinking critically about how we are um, uh, either you know, supporting what we have today, right? And and like, does it work, right? Thinking critically about, does it work? Does it actually serve the purpose that it's intended for? Or should we be thinking about a new technology or a new way of working uh, with that technology? Um, so I'm looking for technologists that are um, innovative, obviously, but also um, can convey why that innovation is gonna help support uh, whatever our government uh, needs. So making sure that we're making that connection to the user. Um, is really important to me. Um, so somebody that's motivated by, you know, excited about the technology that they understand and that they that that want that they want to work on, but also motivated to explain why that's so important uh, to the rest of the government. I think is really really important. That's awesome. Yeah, and how it like supports the priorities of the mayor and you know just basically lifting up the quality of life of everybody. I think that's that's right, and and ties into inclusive innovation, right? Yeah. So all the work that we do, whether it's um, you know, stacking a server, whether it's um, changing someone's password, whether it's um, implementing a new website, right, Put it, mm -hmm. pushing on a new website. Uh, we, we do so many different things. And sometimes we, um, I think, uh, just we do them sort of in an automated way, right? We don't even think about how um, we, we just, we know how to do them. We put it together. We, we uh, send it out. Um, but the truth is everything that we do here is critical to ensuring that we've got this infrastructure mm -hmm. that all of our agencies that we serve are able to help the people that we're all, we're all hired to help, which is the residents of the District of Columbia and the visitors and the businesses, right? The people that make the city great. Yeah. Right. I think some of my favorite people have been people who are just curious. Like mm -hmm. I can have the best JavaScript developer, but who's also curious in the front end. Like, yep. like that, And I think we see that in a lot of the summer youth that come through. Mm -hmm. They might not know how to do it, mm -hmm. but they're interested in it. They're mm -hmm. passionate about it. And they and they learn really, really quickly. This, this isn't this isn't literal rocket science. Some stuff comes close. That's right. At Octo that we do. That's right. But everything can be learned and learned in a relatively quick fashion. So I think that's right. Some people feel like that knowledge is a, is an obstacle when it really isn't. And curiosity is that's correct. Curiosity is a big deal. But I also want to make sure that we've got people here at Octo that are able to sort of invoke that curiosity in others. Right. Like make other people like oh yeah, like that, that is neat. Right, they can connect us to that technology too. We can connect people to those technologies too. Yeah, I think one of the barriers to the curiosity is fear. You mentioned mm -hmm. that in a couple of comments ago. Totally. So, how? What's one thing that you think can be done to sort of break that fear? Not even just in people who would want to apply, but even the district residents. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, really great question, and I think I didn't um, know an answer to that until my confirmation hearing. <laughs> there was a woman that came to testify. Her name was Selena. I brought her in to have a meeting with me um, soon thereafter. And she talked about these crypto parties. Have you heard of this? Mm, that sounds, is that safe mm. for the podcast? It's amazing. Does it, does it have base? I <laughs> thought so too. <laughs> yes, you can. Crypto. Yes. Crypto. Wow. <laughs> so DCPL already had one. They hosted one at DCPL. Wow. Um, this is before MLK Library started undergoing renovations. But really the idea is uh, uh, it was targeted communities of color uh, to bring folks in to talk about um, how um, they how they shouldn't what, what, you know how they should be thinking about their security online and how it's just like your security at home, yeah. right? Everybody's got a unique solution, things that make them comfortable. Whether or not you're one of those 
uh, interesting parents that have a video camera of your kids so that you can always watch them. Or no judgment, no judgment, no judgment, just the front door, <laughs> no judgment. Uh, well, that's the thing. Or you just have, right. Or you're just looking at your front door to see right. who's coming in. Um, right. And, and, and everybody's got their own sort of um, comfort level. Right. And same thing for online. Sunil would tell you that that's probably not true, but it's true. Uh, you, you, we all need to sort of um, understand what's out there. Um, and have an appreciation for it, but then also understand what's going to make us comfortable in um, accessing the technologies that are going to make life easier, right? There's always a balance, right? Um, so uh, crypto parties. Anyway, let's do it. Let's cool. do a crypto party. That, that would be good. Nice. Yeah. I'm there. Um, <laughs> DJ Mike on the turntable. Well, the ones we'll, and the twos. We'll well, I'm curious about DJ. <laughs> well, so we've said innovation good, good. now. I feel like it's the the buzzword, um, the Pee Wee Playhouse buzzword, mm. um, quite a few times right now. And I think sometimes people equate innovation with uh, automation mm -hmm. and other efficiencies mm -hmm. that in turn can mean the loss of people, mm -hmm. like the humans that are doing the jobs. Mm -hmm. So do you actually think that's true or if not, like, what is a better way to think about that? And what are we? Yeah. So that, that, I mean, that follows from uh, Michelle's fear uh, question, right? Like mm -hmm. the, the, you know, you look at a great example. Um, I just had a friend that came to visit from Detroit. You look at what's happening with General Motors right now, shutting down a bunch of um, plants. Uh, and there's one community in particular, and I'm going to forget the name of uh, it right now, but uh long coming, right? Everybody at the plant knew that they were going to most likely get laid off. They'd sort of seen the reduction in the in their production, right? They weren't being asked to roll out as many cars. Um, and they'd been offered a bunch of training. They'd been offered sort of to be trained on different technologies, offered the chance to move to other plants, and all of them said no. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's going to crush that town. Yeah. Now, the and that sort of goes back to, you know, crypto party, right? Yeah. How do we make sure that people understand what's out there, how not to be afraid of it? Same thing with um, curiosity. How do we invoke that curiosity in the next generation so that they're not afraid of these new technologies and they have the tools to be at the table to make changes, um, uh, uh, show that sort of di the diversity of thinking when it comes to um, policies, new technologies is going to make us stronger. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and really making sure, and that goes back to inclusive innovation, right? This sort of all comes full circle. We right. really have to, um, and, and even within DC government, we've got different types of users, right? Different, like there's some people that are scared about what yeah. the um, future of technology means. Now, what I want to make sure that, that we're doing is showing them that we still need human interactions when we're implementing new technologies. We still need um, that sort of uh, you know, whether it's a tester, whether it's understanding how people are going to how people are going to understand sort of the user interface, um, whether it's um, uh, just simply, um, uh, you know, having a, a person to welcome somebody into an office. We're always going to need people, um, particularly in government. And so what we need to do now is start the conversation with folks about how they shouldn't be f fearful, how there's still roles, how training is important. Um, and how we're going to be in the position to ensure that we're getting people ready for whatever whatever's gonna, whatever the future is going to throw at us. Um, there, there's a way that we can all have a role. Yeah, and, and, fl and flip that fear to excitement. Exactly. And opportunity. An opportunity, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, the infrastructure yeah. of opportunity. Totally. So 
We're going to move on to more fun stuff okay. and get to know you a little bit <laughs> that, better. Well, that is not right. as fun for me as our last subject was. That Uh-oh. was much more fun. We're curious about you. Okay, yes. well, so, thanks for being curious. So let's say let's say, let's say say that you need to knock out a speech or a presentation or a pitch on a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your go-to music genre for oh focusing? Gosh. Oh, my gosh. What's your snack and what's your beverage of choice? Okay. Um, uh, beverage of choice. Well, I really like sparkling water. Mm. Um, like flavor? Yeah. Which flavor? No. Any? No. Just plain. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that Do you have a soda stream? Um, no. I'm, I'm really on the soda stream. Are you? Really? So my brother did his homework and found this guy in the Midwest that um, took a basketball pump and then re sorry re um, you know put in a food grade um, oh, yeah. carbon thing and so then you just change out the top if you've got like a plastic bottle which is the mm-hmm. problem but if you have a plastic bottle yeah. you just change out the top so that there's a valve Whoa. and you fill it up talk about innovation and so he like when he gets focused on something he like him and his friends just go all That's insane awesome. about research so they brought everything they tried wow. it out it's kind of like america's test kitchen in like yeah. oh, a millennials that. living room um but i so this is a weird thing about me mm-hmm. i have a geographic tongue and it's not because I lived overseas. It's because it's literally a condition that you can Google what on Wikipedia. What in the heck yeah, is a I know. geographic tongue? Uh, we'll, everybody yes. Google this right I know. now. I know. Google it. Go to the web. So, um, And then make it a popular site because it's a thing now. Um, uh, so it means that my tongue is uh, um, just uh, sensitive to acid. So mm. like citric really? acid. Yeah. And it, it, so there's like my... Um, Taste buds are kind of separated, um, mm. or and they get kind of inflamed when I have too much like orange, orange juice, or yeah. if yeah. I, um, and so uh, it turns out, uh, you know, I used to call it bubbly water. Soda water is a base, and so kind of like beer soothing. and milk. Um, awesome. It's super soothing, so that's why it's like literally my favorite. People make fun of me. So, um, so that was the last one because it was the easiest to answer. What were the other questions? You're trying to pass on that. Oh, totally. (laughs) Music genre. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm like an old soul. So um, things that like where when I get to my happy place, I'm listening to Motown. Mm. Um, I'm listening to um, like really early 90s, um, like like R&B. That's just like... Mary so J. Blatt is my person. Full disclosure, yeah. that's the second Detroit reference she's made. Our producer and I are both have our families from Detroit. Oh, interesting. Uh-oh. And me. Really? really? And, oh, yeah, you're right. Really? Three of us. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. I'm so, the no, that's, we New love York. It. We coming for you, Detail. Now we, have to, <laughs> we have to hit five mark of Detroit references now. Wow. I'm wow. going there for the oh. first time this summer. Oh, nice. really? cousin's wedding. Mm-hmm. Summer's a good mm-hmm. choice. Yeah, well, yeah. only choice. I'm sorry. All right. Um, so the other thing that you said was, okay, music genre. I got Snack. that. Oh, easy. Popcorn. Oh. I love popcorn. Flavored? I mean. Movie butter? So I'm kind of a purist. Okay. Um, my dad's always made it in like a stock pot on a oh, burner, nice. right? With um, He always just put in vegetable oil. Yeah. I do a combo of vegetable oil and olive oil. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Pop three kernels. Then, you know, the oil's uh, ready to go. And then you oh. put the rest of the popcorn in. Cover it. Little shake. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. No, it's pure. I may or may not have bought an air popper. Well, it's nice. It didn't taste as good as I remembered it. I know. I have one too, and it definitely it's does. So and the butter ended up all over the floor. Yeah. But that's yeah. another story. No, no, but popcorn. 
you can never do wrong if you bring me popcorn. Doesn't really matter what flavor. Let's be honest. I'm an equal opportunity popcorn person. Good to know. Very good to know. That's the best thing about like the open work environment. Somebody pops popcorn and it's like everybody's a meerkat. I know. Where is that coming from? It's not even fair. It's like (laughs) I will be there. (laughs) All right. Next next couple questions. These are easy though. Mac or PC? Mac. Mac. Except I can't change my password. Uh oh. True. But you can change system. the whole government. <laughs> we're gonna Technology, figure it out. We're going to work on it. Gonna work on it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a new thing. Yeah. It's new by Friday if you're listening. I know. Uh, no, literally. <laughs> or, and then I'm assuming Android or iPhone. I mean, that's easy. I was going to say that's yeah. pretty obvious. iPhone. Welcome to the Apple ecosystem. Yeah, you will I know. enjoy it here. This podcast is exactly. <laughs> sponsored yeah. by Mac no. and LaCroix. No. no, but you know, for a long time I had to have a PC at work and a, a Mac at home. And I think that actually is a really important too. Like mm. understanding both platforms, yeah. okay. like in order to make it, you know, Macs are, you know, exciting and cute and cool and make things easy, but yeah. they also um, are not uh, where the majority of users are. So, um, you know, understanding that, now am I gonna make the switch tomorrow? <gasps> no, I probably love, not. I love but. a good five-year-old <laughs> Dell with Internet Explorer 8 on it. <laughs> So really fast. deep into the user experience. <laughs> so um, quick, so quick. No comment. <laughs> on that. No comment. Um, I'm the outlier. Uh, and the last thing is, what moment or piece of technology you had going all the way back <laughs> would you say was your favorite? <sighs> okay, this is hard. Let's give her time, Michelle. I think you had an interesting yes. story. You have an answer to this. Yes, mm. um, my most my my favorite piece of tech dating back to 1977. Mm. It was the Mattel um, foot hand handheld football game. It doesn't even look real. It looks like it's like a. It's like an experiment. GPS. <laughs> Excuse me. I could hold it in my hand. Thank you very much. I love and it. play with it. I love it. So that's mine. I love it. I thought that the world was gonna like take a turn when I wasn't when I didn't have to like catch a song mm, I just did that sorry I banged the table I'm not gonna do that again when but I was demonstrating what She's I was really about excited. to do <laughs> when you had to you remember when you had to like catch a song on the radio you had to push play and record at the same time oh, yeah. and sometimes you like screwed it up when we didn't have to do that anymore like you know that was like a big deal when you could still when, I it's mean, actually insane music. Like, it's a big yeah. deal like I remember growing up I'd be at the record store all the time I'd yeah. be buying singles yeah. and yes. I even bought, actually bought a couple of legitimate albums right my yes. child has not bought a single no. album they don't know what they are they're like no. are these frisbees or what right yeah. and and the um, and then um, putting together mixtapes for your mm-hmm. like bestie right like that was like a big deal too for yeah. me. but anyway now you make playlists for them I, I don't, but I should. You could. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I could. I do have Spotify. My brother has like made sure that I <laughs> keep <Yeah>. current. <laughs> All right. So now, thank you for coming. I think it's yeah. super exciting. We have it's one last thing to do. Okay? okay. Every guest we have, we do a by the numbers. Mm. And since you've only been here officially two weeks, mm. but you but you know a lot already, oh. so you're kind of cheating. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a segment called by the numbers. So mm. we're gonna throw out some random numbers. Mm. Some with clues, some without, hmm. and then you got to kind of guess what we're talking about. It's a test. You down? Okay. okay. All right. If, Don't if, embarrass if, me. If you're <laughs> the producer, can always edit if there's a dirty enough yes, glare. Yes. <laughs> no, no. All right. When I hit, when I say seven hundred plus, what does that number mean to you as far as Octo? I mean, seven hundred plus means to me like the number of people that we we work with and we deal with. That 
um, also be accurate. So employees, contractors, um, other folks that sort of help us, whether they're from the we'll vendor community that answer. or not. We were looking that's for a, fi- yeah, miles of fiber connecting oh, our DC net yeah. network. Yeah, I know but, the number. But you're actually right. Okay, actually, 700 you, miles of fiber that connect DC net. Good job. Plus. plus. Okay. We don't even know. You're right. You're right. And I think you'll get this one, though, I think. Okay. If I say the number 5 billion, mm-hmm. what, does, what comes to mind in terms of cybersecurity? Um, five billion. Um, I imagine it's sort of emails that we, no, am I on the right track? Close. Um, Close. well, attempts to get in and infiltrate our system. All right. And the last one uh, you've actually said twice now in Hmm. in public. So the number is 60,000. What, how, what is that mean to you? I've said it a few times. Oh gosh. Um, I have also said 40,000, and 40,000 is sort of like all the different computer the endpoints that we have, but we have about 60,000 mobiles. Yeah. Mobile devices. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Okay. Two for three. Yeah. Two for three, and an actual correct answer at the beginning. Yeah, because it was six, six, Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I, I got through that a little bit. Let's not have that one uh, decide my future <laughs> at Octo. How about well, that? <laughs> we'll interview you this time next year. And, and see how we'll, I do better. We'll and sure random pop quizzes throughout. Yeah, yeah. random pop. Great. Thanks, guys. Uh, any Anything else you want to add at the end? Um, no, I'm excited about um, what what's to come here. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do, and I look forward to meeting everybody. I want to find more ways to interact with people, and so looking for good ideas. Awesome. All yes, right. Yes, well, thanks for coming, Lindsay. I'm Mike Rupert. I am Michelle Roseman. And I'm Nina Leggett. And that's the Octopod. Thank you for listening to the Octopod. For comments, criticisms, better jokes, or for more information about the topic, follow us on Twitter at OctoDC or the hashtag Octopod, O-C-T-O-P-O-D. O-C-T-O-P-O-D.